Welcome to episode 8 of Thoughts on the Tinkerage. As those watching on YouTube can see, this is clearly not the Tinkerage again. Uh, once again, doing Dad's Taxi, and I'm sitting waiting uh, during a sports lesson uh, in a car park that, as you can tell, is irregular with some dog walkers. So, if you hear some barking, that's probably the reason why. Uh, just two dogs just passed each other just then. Knowing the situation that over the last few weeks has hit worldwide with coronavirus and the impact it has had, and seeing how some people have reacted to the coronavirus and the way that they've behaved, yeah, stocking up on hundreds of toilet rolls. Uh, I've seen some pictures of that and I wonder whether you know, it's just some people just really, really scared or whether it's people who are planning to take advantage of shortages. Other people are panic buying and try and make a quick profit by selling more. Not something that I particularly like. And it kind of made me think about the way some people have behaved. But I also have seen some other ones. The other aspect of people. A simple example that I saw today that yeah, brings a smile to my face was the people in various cities in Italy where they're currently experiencing lockdown. And maybe by the time this is published, they will be free to move. But currently, I'm recording this on the 14th of March, and Italy is pretty much locked down for anything other than essential travel, which basically means you can go to the hospital, you can go and get food, and that's it. But there have been a stack of videos coming out, some coming through the news, some coming through uh, people I know, showing people performing, singing, dancing, not dancing. Why did I say dancing? I don't know why I said dancing. Singing, um, playing instruments. So a fantastic one with the gentleman playing some trumpet solos and, yeah, just... People round about, listening, recording on their phones, and smiling. And I want to focus on that kind of sort of uh, an element of positivity. I'm aware that some of the things I've talked about so far may be going sort of slightly in the negative side of things. And it's a difficult line to walk. You know, we have to be aware of the negative. Uh, we have to be aware of how positive can slip into negative and how to get back. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a phrase about, I think it's going to something like, a, a gentleman will keep his eyes out of the gutter. And I think there's a flaw to that philosophy. I think it's much better to say something like, yeah, a gentleman might will keep his eyes out of the gutter unless he's helping somebody up. Out. And I got to thinking, it was a topic that I wrote down. I've, as I said, I've, I have a... A long list of ideas, uh, topic ideas, uh, well over a hundred. And one that I wrote down, which actually came to mind a couple of days ago, again, 
I just wrote down something called Starfish on the Beach. And this is a story, me just saying that might be enough for some of you to actually have heard this story. Uh, the account I'm going to give of how I heard about it is certainly not, uh, it's not unique. It's not, I don't think it was the first time that I'd come across it, but it was the first time that I'd come across it as a point of passion. Certainly one that was repeated time and time again. I think back to my fifth year of teaching. Uh, it was in training schools and sort of first practice schools. Uh, it was when I started in my, just counting up schools, actually my sixth school that I'd spent any time in. Uh, by that I mean kind of more than a week, actually seventh, uh, if I include primary school that I spent uh, a fortnight in during my teaching training. There was a gentleman there who was in charge of pastoral care for uh, a year group. Um, let's call him Jeremy, partly because that's his name. And he told a tale of uh, Starship. Starship. I started watching Star Trek, so put that on my mind. Starfish on the beach. And the tale goes of uh, an, an author in America who is driving down a highway along the, the coast one day and he sees this beach covered in starfish and he sees a boy throwing starfish into the sea. Picks one up, throws it, picks one up, throws it, picks one up, throws it. And he, he wanders down onto the beach and he approaches the boy and says, what are you doing? He says, I'm saving the starfish. And he says, you, you, you haven't got a chance. You, you, you know, you, there must be 10,000 starfish on this beach. You, you, you have no chance of saving any of them, helping any of them. And the boy turned, picked up another starfish and threw it into the water. He said, well, I made a difference for that one. And I think that's, that, that's a kind of a, an important point. I think every teacher, particularly, who hears that will probably recognise that, that, that sometimes what you do makes a difference to one person. And I think for me, actually doing something like this podcast, and I'll, I'm, I'm still going to go through some of the reasons why I do this at another point, but knowing that you've made a difference to perhaps one person can sometimes be enough to keep going in a maybe a difficult job in a difficult difficult circumstance. The that particular story was told with much better storytelling skills than me and with with great passion, and repeated by that teacher, that leader, uh, every year at the start of the year emphasising the importance of making a difference to every student. And I think we forget that sometimes in life. Sometimes it can be little things. You know, the smile to a stranger. I have to admit to have never, having been a regular commuter on trains. I have, I have done it several times, uh, taking the train to work, uh, in combination with walking or cycling. I've never done long-term 
travelling to, for example, London and the commute on the tube. And it always amazes me. I think I'm, I must stand out. It's kind of a bit of a sort of strange one when I am taking the tube at kind of commuter time, looking around, just seeing how everyone avoids the eye of others. Although sometimes you see on trains, you see people who obviously travel at the same time and are seated together, even though they perhaps clearly don't work together. Or maybe they do, and it just doesn't seem that way. But I, I think about the some of the conversations I've had in supermarkets over the last few days. There are people working very hard to try and keep shelves full. And I can imagine there are probably some people that are not being very pleasant to kind of people working in the supermarkets when there are empty shelves. I've been in at least two supermarkets this last week which had absolutely no toilet paper. Now, you know, I, that's obviously a concern for some people. Uh, I'm sure that some people are quite scared about that. It's a difficult situation for the supermarkets certainly I've seen things on the news saying, well, there's no shortage. There's plenty of toilet paper being manufactured still and ready for distribution. But it is clearing off the shelves in some areas very, very quickly. Now, whether that might be varying from position to position in the country because of perhaps people trying to take advantage and looking to sell it on, whether it's people just in the in, in kind of more panic in, in particular areas that I've been looking at. I have heard about supermarkets where there are plenty of toilet paper. So I think it, there's probably just a lot of variation. <laughs> looking out the window now, there's a uh, a small white Bichon Frise uh, dog. It, it can't be more than a foot high and it's come off the field and it literally it's bright white from the midline up and completely covered in mud from the midline down. Uh, yeah. Not sure I would want to be having to have that jump in my car, which is what's happening to my left right now. But it's, it's, I think sometimes it's the small things. You know, having a pleasant word with somebody, giving somebody a smile. You buy something off someone, give them a smile. It. I think it can be a positive thing for us to smile at people, to be thankful. But I think it can also, I think it can have a profound effect on other people. And we might not see that. There's various things that have taken part in over the years. Uh, there's a, a movement, Random Acts of Kindness. I, I think that movement kind of started out of just literally very random acts of kindness and people collating stories about them. You know, the idea of people buying two cups of coffee but only taking one and leaving a, a tag in a coffee shop for somebody else to have a free coffee, whether it's the next person along. Or paying for a uh, somebody's parking. You know, they're just about to run out of parking, so yeah, putting some money into a parking meter or paying for somebody to get over a, a toll bridge and you're paying for the car behind. I think, yeah, there's, there's all sorts of little things like that. Or I'm trying to think of examples. 
there's another there's a movement called uh, 40 acts uh, which is based here in the uk which is uh, a lent based idea and it's it's predominantly christian it's a christian organization that have put it together and obviously following lent that, that kind of sort of makes sense the idea that for a period of 40 days of lent rather than perhaps giving something up doing small acts of kindness which may help people whether that's something simple as snow occurs and you you clean your neighbor's path or putting out a, a, a little card through uh, a neighbor's door just saying you know your, your garden is so pretty you, you put so much work into it it you know brings me joy that to be able to walk past it every day or maybe if you work in an organization that still uses kind of sort of pigeonholes to share information kind of sort of things that schools still use in staff rooms and universities still have to kind of pass information for groups of people or putting yeah a, a, a couple of chocolates wrapped up chocolates in every pigeonhole or maybe putting a bar of chocolates in random pigeonholes on different days the little post-it note you don't have to say who you are but kind of just sort of saying you know you know i know you guys have been working really hard today in the office or caretaking staff or workshops or yeah, you know, really appreciate what you do. Yeah, you know, hope you can enjoy this bar of chocolate or this packet of donuts, little tub of mini muffins. I know I've worked in in places where that's happened, and yeah, you know, being able to kind of stick a a box of chocolate brownies on the desk of your, in my case, a group of teachers, and say somebody's given us this and said thank you for what we do. Don't know who. But you know, really appreciate it, and it can maybe just change somebody's day from going down a spiral to yeah, just having a much nicer time. I think with with things like social media, it's very easy for us to spread the negative. And I, yeah, I have to put my hands up and, and you know express guilt over. Yeah, doing that sometimes, you know, sharing things perhaps too quickly or not thinking about the impact of sharing things. Obviously, it's important to, and I'll probably talk about this in more detail as well, nothing wrong with sharing, nothing wrong with expressing opinions, but think about how your opinions may be received, how you're expressing them. Are you simply sharing or are you thinking, of, are you rewording something to maybe temper it rather than saying that something is yeah this is the truth well it might be true but there may be other truths too so you know maybe saying well look this is just an opinion that i can agree with it's not necessarily changing the message but it may change how that message is received it may be re actually received with the idea that you've put more thought into it it may be received more positively with things like YouTube and Instagram, I wonder. I, I I don't think I can't even recall what it was. I have used the the unlike button on YouTube once. I've used the like button thousands of times. Look, 
use it every time I watch a video. I would say that the majority of the time, if I've watched a video all the way through, it's got to be worthy of a like. If I've received a good idea from a YouTube video, it's got to be worthy of a like. If somebody has put in a huge amount of effort, maybe it's a much improved video, I think that's worthy of a like. For me, it's a small action. It's a small movement of my fingers and wrist on a mouse or on my phone. And it just might make a small difference to that person. It might just encourage them. I try to put comments in videos as well. Again, if they follow those sort of criteria. I always write long comments. I do sometimes feel a bit guilty about that. I see people writing much longer things. And I often write very short things. I kind of rationalise that by saying, so if I, I'd rather write five short comments than one long one-on-one for five people than one long one-on-one person. I don't know if that's necessarily the, the, the best logic, but it, it's kind of a logic for me. So I'm going to stick with that and try not to feel guilty about it. I think it's important to encourage others. And that might be through just a smile, it might be through a like, it might be through a thumbs up, it might be through a comment, a positive comment. But don't get me wrong, I'm not not one for not saying perhaps how something can be improved. Now if you kind of if you were to stalk me, you might not see comments like that. I tend to try and send something like that, maybe privately rather than publicly. Although sometimes it, it, it does go public. Yeah, somebody's uncharacteristically got poor audio. I'm sure they probably know already, but a small comment combined with yeah, maybe a positive. I think sometimes feedback is received so much better if it's critical, if it's actually sandwiched between some positive aspects. All right, sun is coming down into my eyes, sun is dropping. Uh, I might. I need to have a little walk anyway. But I might try and record another episode in a minute. Uh, call to action. Do something positive for someone. Maybe something just something just slightly different. If you find you like it, do do it again. Maybe do do one every day. Doesn't have to cost any money. Hold a door for someone and, and have a smile. Let someone move out in traffic where maybe you wouldn't normally. Maybe you know. You don't normally wave if somebody lets you out in traffic. Just wave and mouth thank you. If you can and you've you know, you've got a facility, somebody you know, gives you a box of chocolates, well, yeah, rather than scoffing the lot yourself, share them around. People that don't in the thankless jobs, yeah, just, just maybe sometimes just saying thank you can make a difference. It doesn't have to be something that costs money. But go out and try it. You never know. You you might like it. As usual, if you want to uh, give leave any comments, thank you for those people who have been doing so. Uh, the easiest way is probably through Instagram direct messaging. Uh, there's at Thoughts from the Tinkerage. Uh, there's at Andy CPU. Uh, there is also, this will go up on, at some point, I'm, I'm, I'm lagging a bit getting things up on YouTube, uh, but there is a YouTube channel, uh, Thoughts from the Tinkerage. I'm keeping it separate from Tales from the Tinkerage, so you can always put things, comments on the relevant post there. Obviously, that's going to be an, an open forum. 
uh, do let me know what you think. And if you are using a podcast provider that allows you to leave some sort of feedback, then I would greatly appreciate that. As of yet, whether it's showing me the full details or not, I'm not sure. But as of yet, there's no five-star reviews on iTunes. Uh, if you have left a five-star review on iTunes, then please let me know, and I'll see why it is that I can't see it. If you haven't, maybe I'll have to run a little competition and award a little prize to whoever does give the first one. I'll have to see about that. Anyway, thank you for listening. Bye for now.